Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all listening to the Grind Ethics Mixtape Show, and I'm your host, Victory, BX Supreme Promoter, basically. Know what I mean? Know what I'm saying? Basically. Yo, I'm here with my sister, R&B Sensation Jules, but before I... What's up? What's up? But before I introduce my beautiful sister, anybody that liked this episode of the Grind Ethics Mixtape Show, listen, I'll be very grateful if anyone... Follows me on Instagram. I got two Instagram pages, Grind Ethics Mixtape Show, and uh, at Instagram, and also I got Grind Ethics Media. I'm on Grind Ethics Media on Instagram, and also follow me on Twitter, Grind Ethics, and get at me on YouTube, Grind Ethics Mixtape Show. Subscribe to me, and I subscribe to you back if you're a business or an artist. And not only I'll subscribe to you back. I'll promote your business three days for three days on Instagram. I'm on my bartering shit because the money is going down. The American dollar is going down every fucking year. Seriously, people, you got to start studying. You know, right? That's why I'm, I'm, I'm going to start investing in gold, silver, Bitcoin, dirt, sand. <laughs> right, sister? Sugar cane. Bitcoin before, yeah. That shit got everybody. <laughs> there was like this app called Coinbase, and I tried it a couple years back. You know, I was just trying to dibble and dabble, trying to get, you know, money any way I can, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. So how's your day going? My day is good. Ladies and gentlemen, this is my sister right here, R&B sensation, Jules. Jules representing yeah. the Bookie Down Bronx. I know my introduction is different than everybody else's introduction, but I don't care. You know what? It's authentic. It's authentic. Authentic. Sorry. It's awesome. Make sure y'all follow me on Instagram at Talented Jewels. I got music on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart Music. You name it, it's on there. Make sure y'all go check that out. <laughs> Definitely. So, what made you want to get into R and B music? You know what's crazy? I've been doing music since I was five, and I grew up around R and B and pop music, and um, surprisingly, a lot of Caribbean music too. So uh, I'm actually from Gun Hill, closer towards Boston Road in the Bronx. And if you're familiar with that area, you know it's uh, heavily populated with West Indians. Yeah. Um, so I kind of grew up around their culture, which was dope, you know, because at home it was Spanish and outside it was just Caribbean. And you just, your eyes just open to a whole different world. And then you realize how we all connected in some way. But um, I, I gravitated towards R&B. Again, that was around... Um, I listened to that a lot growing up. Uh, one of my favorite artists was uh, Mariah Carey, Mary J. Blige, uh, Faith Evans. You know, like, I'm a 90s baby, so music like that really felt good to listen to, felt good writing. Everything just it just felt authentic. I don't know any better word to describe it than just authentic. It just felt like me. Okay. You never listened to... I don't mean to stereotype you because you're from the Bronx, but you never listened to or you never been influenced by by any freestyle music? You know, because, you know, that's oh, big absolutely. in Uptown. Oh, absolutely. Hell yeah. What? TKA, uh, Lisa Lisa, um, the Cover Girls, I think they, that, that was their name. They had a song called Wishing on a Star that I used to sing all the time. Brenda K. Star, I still believe. I used to sing that growing up like crazy. And, you know, I'm Puerto Rican. So in every Puerto Rican household, uh, Sunday when you clean it, mommy's playing salsa and freestyle music. Period. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like, that's literally what it is. <laughs> 
Exactly, exactly. I just got up on freestyle music. You know, I'm a music nerd, but when I was growing up in the Bronx, I never really listened to freestyle. I was always on my hip hop R and B shit, mostly hip hop. I hear it. Yeah, freestyle is a. I feel like freestyle is more um like Spanish people's version of pop, kind of. Uh, and the reason why I say that is again because I grew up predominantly around a lot of Caribbeans and um you know like African Americans and stuff, and they didn't really listen to that in their household. So when I started speaking about it, and it was just like, we all hang out with each other, but you don't listen to this in your house. So I had to, like, enlighten them and put them on to some good music as well. Um, but it's dope, man. Freestyle music is, I, I don't know. I can definitely see that influencing some of my pop records that I'm currently working on. So, yeah. Yeah, actually, actually in today, well, I don't know about today's music. You might have a little freestyle influence. Actually, actually, freestyle music, freestyle music is definitely, definitely made up of that 808 drum, 909, 909 melodies and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's 808. It's nothing but 808. 808s, 909s, 303s. For those who don't know what the hell a 808 or 303 or 909 is, you actually had a drum machine back in the 80s called the TR-808. That's where the 808 drums come from. And then you have the TRR, the TR-303, which contain a lot of uh, melodies and stuff like that. Then you had the TRR-909. That's where, but specifically, freestyle music is, is predominantly TR-808 drums from the 808 drum machine. I hear it. I know, I know. I'm a nerd. I, I can't help it. Hey. Cool, man, you know, free song music is good. Music is music. If we gonna... <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, my phone does this thing where it goes on the Bluetooth and off the Bluetooth. Nah, but it's funny how you said music is music, and I, sh- I thought you did that on purpose. <laughs> oh, no. That was a good cue, though. You did that on time. Hey, that, was, that wasn't meant to be, I promise. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no. You know, with these touchscreen phones nowadays, my cheek pushing buttons that it shouldn't be, you know? I didn't have to worry about that, like, in the early 2000s. Everybody had Nokia's and stuff. Exactly. <laughs> Nokia's? Remember those? Oh, man. Yeah, I remember those, yeah. Yeah, oh, the next tells. Oh, man, time has changed. Yeah, time, time, yeah, time, time don't change. Oh. We're, you remember beepers? Man. Oh, beepers. Yeah, I, I had a couple oh of beepers. Oh, God. Oh, beepers. Wow, my mom and my dad had a bunch of those and, and pay phones. Wow. I remember back in the day, <laughs> I remember back in the day if you had a beeper and you were from the hood, people thought you was a drug dealer. <laughs> right, though. I, man, the way life changed, man. Oh, you man. kids never know. Uh, they would never know. They missed out on so much. Exactly, exactly. I mean, speaking of back in the days or nowadays or whatever, what do you think about the state of R&B today? I feel like it don't really exist. Um, To be completely honest, that's where everything has a mainstream influence. And it doesn't mean that it's bad. You know, some things just don't last forever. Um, And when... First off, I'll start by saying this. When I think of R&B, I think of the R&B that I grew up on. So a few names I mentioned before, like Faith Evans, Mariah Carey, Mary J. Blige, SWB, Brandy, Monica. I think about music like that when I think of R&B. 
And probably the closest, like the artist that comes closest to it, uh, I can't, oh, that's hard. I would probably say like Kehlani kind of makes good R&B music. Summer Walker makes good R&B music, but it's not too many artists out there that are heavy on what R&B used to be. Exactly. You know, R&B now is just a fusion of pop because I kind of do that now. Like my music is labeled as pop R&B, but to be realistic, it just kind of sounds like pop to me. But everybody likes to add the R&B fusion to it too. I guess that that's just like the trend, or that's just what's going on in today's music world. And you got to keep up with everybody if you want to survive in this industry. Things are going to change. Um, but yeah, I feel like real R&B doesn't exist anymore. And if it does, it's not getting the attention that it needs. Will you be? What do you think about what's her name? She's from DC. Ari Lennox, the oh, Dawson girl. She is fine. That's real R and B. Yes, it definitely is. We need more artists like that. But you see, we can only name but so many. And you got Ella Verna. Yeah, man. There, there, there are people that do it. Don't get me wrong. It's just not so many, and and they're just not promoted or pushed the way like these the other female artists are you know like female rappers and, and female pop artists they're not pushed the same way um which is unfortunate because r&b is such a great genre to listen to you know yeah because i heard yeah i'm sorry you was about to say no i was saying like we can all relate to r&b music you know music for the soul exactly because i heard some of your music and that's why I wrote a post about your music. Over that's why I reviewed one of your songs because you there was a couple of few songs that you had online. Actually, yeah, yeah, that you have online that's like kind of alternative. It's not poppy, and it's not that R and B ish, but it's just different. Nah, I hear you. I I can't even categorize what my music is sometimes. <laughs> You know, just like I hear a beat, I get in the zone, and I'm just like, I just write what I feel. I try not to have any limitations. So it's like, if you know, if I want to write a rock record, I'll write a rock record. You know, if I want to write a rap song, I'll write a rap song. If I want, like, um, R&B, I'll try to do R&B. Like, just, I just do what I feel, what feels right, you know? Okay. Have you ever sang over any ballads? Actually, I did. Uh, when I first started writing songs, um... I wrote a lot of slow ballad songs, um, and I, I don't know what changed in me. I just kind of wanted something more with a bop, something that I could dance to. I didn't always want to write something that would get me in my feelings, so I wanted to just challenge myself, like, how can I show off my vocal range and keep people entertained and, you know, be a song that people want to tune into all the time and not just when they're in their feelings. You know what I mean? Exactly. I I was just saying. I was just saying. Yeah, that's a little bit of my thought process. Yeah. Nowadays, you just gotta be creative. Like me, I wouldn't be too much into what everybody else is doing, cause you know I'm a beat maker. You know, and I hate trap music. I'm gonna keep it real. I hate trap music. It gets competitive. It gets it gets it gets competitive. But I like. But I'm not an old school person. I'm not. Well, I, I like old school music. But I'm into different type of new school music. Not the popular new shit, but the alternative shit, the bizarre, the weirdo shit. I'm a weirdo. I hear you. Do you like do you like Doja Cat? Who? Doja Cat? You gotta look her up. Doja she's the aunt she's the um rap artist. Yeah, she's a rap she she's weird, you know, in a good way though. Her music it sounds different every time. But I like that. I'm not gonna hold you. I like that her music is 
different every single time. I never know what to expect from this girl. Exactly. <laughs> I like artists who are unpredictable. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. She definitely is one of those. <laughs> yeah. Do you think the mainstream world kind of messed up the integrity of R&B? Uh, absolutely, yeah. I don't really have to think too long about it. Absolutely. Um, because at the end of the day, even though music is a passion for people, this is also a way to make a living. And if there's not going to be any highlight on R&B, you know, you're kind of depriving an artist of their full potential, you know? Uh, everybody follows the hype. As we were saying before, people's attention span is short. R&B, R&B songs are, are meant to last with the listeners you know but that's why people now can go back into the 80s and, and the 70s and the 90s and listen to this good music and it'll still feel good we don't have songs like that where 20 years from now our kids can listen back to it and be like yeah that reminds me of my childhood that was good music that doesn't really exist anymore everybody's just on the next thing that's just going to get them hyped exactly. you know, following a trend um so yeah i do think the mainstream world <laughs> does deprive a lot of R&B artists. It's not looked at as anything too popular. And it should be, because it's a good genre. Like me, being a, a music historian, mm-hmm. I'm looking at the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, mm-hmm. even the early 2000s of popular yeah. music, popular music, regardless of what genre, rap, R&B, reggae, whatever. We are really living in the wackest era of popular music yeah. ever. 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 We all, we really are. Cause I'm looking at these, all these years going back to, even you take it back to, yo, listen, my history of music go back, goes back to the 1920s. Okay. Oh, damn. 1920s, yeah, 30s. <laughs> I'm kind of lost in the 1940s, but. With the 40s, I gotta check that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of lost with the 1940s. To me, the 1940s is like lost. I gotta look up 1940s music, but I'm looking at all the different history of the music going back to when our parents were growing up, our grandparents, yeah. our great great grandparents. We are really living in the wackest era of music, of popular music, popular music, not music in general, because we know yeah, there's, yeah. there's some new music that's hot, yeah, but not. Not popular, not popular hot. Yeah, um, I feel like music nowadays, especially if we're going to talk about like females and all that, I, I just feel like the the passion for the craft isn't there. You could literally just rap about your body and, and just sell a lot of albums and, and get streams off the ass, but um, it don't last long. You know, it's just like, okay, that's the hot song for the week, and then you got to go back in the studio and do another song. And after a while, it gets tiring. People don't make music that's going to be timeless. They just make music for the moment. Exactly. And, and it's just, it just lacks creativity. Like, I don't know. It's just disappointing. You know, I'm all for women doing their thing. I do like that there's more female artists in the industry that are getting the recognition that they deserve, and they're opening doors for future women, you know, for future female artists, um, Coming up, you know what I mean? I, I do appreciate that. I acknowledge that. I just feel like the passion for the craft ain't there, and that's something that people got to tap back into. Exactly. Now, let's go. Now, going back to you, tell us the very first time that you recorded your first song. What was your first song? Tell us the story. Oh, okay. So, uh, the first song I actually wrote was about God. Okay. <laughs> I was uh, 10 years old. I wrote a song about God. 
And um, I was going to Sunday school at the time, and that just goes to show where my innocence was. And um, after I wrote that song, I, I didn't write much again until I was about 13. And, you know, around that time or that age, that's when girls start liking boys and they're getting little crushes. So I wrote a few love songs. And um, my dad had a friend of his who owned the studio. And they, they had me record some music, but I was really shy. I remember I had to turn around all the time so nobody can look at me. <laughs> and I was just really nervous. Um and I also enjoyed performing on stage rather than recording during that time because uh, <laughs> I can't really see that well unless I have my contacts on. So when I would be on stage, I wouldn't be able to see the crowd at all. So it gave me that extra boost of confidence. But in the studio, it was small. And I just I felt everybody looking at me. I felt so much attention on me. So I didn't really like that up until the age of like 16 or 17 when I realized, like, you know what? I'm about to finish high school. I got to figure out what I want to do with my life. I'm going to do music. And no matter how many times I altered my career direction, I always came back to music. <laughs> the, um, yeah, man. Studio sessions now, though, is lit. Like, I'm in the studio. I'm more comfortable than ever. Like, the studio is my safe space. You know, I'll get in there. I can freestyle on a beat. Um... I write a lot. I change lyrics last minute. There are even times where I might go into a studio session not fully prepared and, and just change my whole idea. And I'll just be like, you know what? This song that I was going to record, I'm not feeling it. I'm just going to write a new song and record it right now. Um, and that's what actually happened on my last album on Fever. There are two tracks there that I actually just changed last minute. And I was like, you know what? I just want to do whatever I do on this beat. And it came out really good. Okay. Now tell us the first time you ever performed. The first time, the first and where? Time, hmm. If we're talking about first, first, first time, it'll probably be when I was like five. But I don't know if that really counts. It was like a a school talent show or a play. I don't remember. That was a couple of years back, and um. I just remember a lot of parents coming up to my mother and they were like, yeah, your daughter has something special. She's such a natural on stage. And, you know, so a little kid, it doesn't mean anything to you. It's just like, oh, thank you, thank you. But uh, I guess they did see something that I didn't see. Um, I was in a high school competition um, when I was 16 or 17. I don't even remember the name of it. But it was, an, it was a citywide high school competition, and they gathered students from different high schools throughout the city. Uh, we came together. Some people were singing, some people were dancing, and some people were doing poetry. And I came in second place. <laughs> I didn't come in first place. The first place winner was a girl who recited a poem. She did her thing, though. She definitely earned that spot. But, um, yeah, that experience was, um, it was different. It was the first time in my life that I actually lost and felt like maybe I was not good because up until that, everybody was just telling me, oh, you're good, you can do this, oh, my God, you're going to go far, don't give up. And then it's like, boom, the first time I go into a competition, I lose. But it was a humbling experience, and it just made me realize that, you know what, just because I'm good doesn't mean that there's other people out there that are not good. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they're competition because there's enough room for everybody to win. You know? okay. Now, some people might know. Some people might want to know. Do you have an EP or album out, or are you coming out with a a project? <laughs> yes, absolutely. So I have an EP that uh, came out in February. It's called Hashtag Current Situation, um, and it was lit, man. That EP, I'm not gonna hold you. That was the first body of work that I completed and was able to give to the public. 
And um, I had an album that just recently dropped, August 19th, titled Fever. And on that album, you'll find a lot of pop music. Uh, I was really experimenting. So literally every song on that album sounds different. And I was just like showing off my writing skills, you know. Okay. How was the feedback? I'm sorry? How was the feedback of the album? Oh, all good. I haven't heard anything... I haven't heard anything bad, to be honest. Um, and if something bad did, like, was commented or anything, I, I didn't see it. I really haven't heard anything bad. And I think it's because my core fans are people that know me personally. Again, I've been doing music for a long time. So if you met me any time throughout my year, you I must have told you, at, like, once or twice. Like, yeah, I do music, I do music, I sing, I do that. So um, these people, they're people that uh, haven't seen me since I was about 15, 16, and they find me on Instagram, and they're like, oh, shit, you're doing music? Oh, you're still doing it? That's what's up, and checking out my music, and they have nothing but good feedback to give me. Um, but I'm, I'm waiting to hear something bad, and when I do hear something bad, I'll let you know, but I haven't heard anything yet. <laughs> you're always going to get something you bad know? regardless whether yeah. you're good or not. It's like Yeah, absolutely. I just I personally haven't seen it and i'm not really looking for any bad feedback either i'm just gonna do me regardless you know listen but, sister uh, you're better than a lot of these so-called r&b artists that's out know. right now singing 80 percent auto-tunes you know it's like oh 100 auto-tunes and they're not really good and the r&b music that i hear is like it's just it's just you know, I'm, I'm on my Michael Blackson shit. I can't get jiggy with this shit. This ain't John Blaze. <laughs> it's not. It's just not John Blaze. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, um, yeah, so basically, do you have a manager? And is it necessary nowadays for artists to still have a manager? Yes, I do have a manager. Um, do I think it's necessary? I think it's necessary to have, if not a manager, uh, a mentor or, or an assistant, because as an artist, you still need to focus on your craft. I feel like the craft is what's most important, and that's because I'm an artist before I'm a business person. And some people might look down upon that or might not think that's the right way to go, but that's okay because this is my life and I'm in charge of it, and that's what I want to do. Um, you need some type of representation because if you go out into this industry, you know, or in this world, period, and you're telling people, I do music, I do that, and people want to know, okay, who do I have to contact to, to work with you? And you're just like, yeah, you could just contact me. It doesn't give the same effect as if they were saying, yeah, I'll have you contact my manager. Then it makes, you know, the other artists like, okay, yeah, they have management. They're taking their shit serious. I know if I'm going to work with them, I have to come with a business mind. I have to come ready to work. Opposed to just hitting up an artist directly and, and trying to work, you know? Um, that That's just my opinion on it. Do people need managers? I mean, I think, I know one person in particular, actually, who's been independent for a very long time, and he's been doing everything on his own. But he's still in the same place as he started. And I'm just like, if you had better representation, you know, you probably would have been a lot further than you are now, you know? Okay. Where are you trying to take your career? Are you trying to stay... Do you want to stay independent but on a higher level? Or do you want to get signed to a major label? Um, I would like to stay independent um, the way I am and then push it as high as I can. But I'm actually... 
I'm actually working on my future long-term goals. So um, in 2021, I will be launching an audio production company called Jump Spot Productions. And basically, it's a studio service that also offers songwriting services. So uh, my main clientele would be like managers of artists and record labels. Um, and that's something that I'm also passionate about aside from writing music and being an artist. But you have to think like years from now, you're not going to look the same. You're not going to have the same amount of energy and you know, you got to boss up and that's going to be my way of doing it. Okay. Well, thank you, my sister for being on the grind, this mixtape show. I'm very grateful for you coming on. I appreciate it. No doubt. And thank you for not putting me in the hip hop box. Because a lot of people think all I do, all I interview is hip-hop artists. I'm like, okay, rappers rappers are the first people that I interviewed, but yeah. that's not all I interviewed. I don't interview comedians. I don't interview entrepreneurs. I don't interview, I just, you know what I mean? I don't interview strippers, porno, uh, 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 you know what I'm saying? Porno motherfuckers. Oh, I gotta oh, check man. those out. I'm interested in what they gotta say. That's <laughs> you know what I mean? Life to me. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, I hear you. But where can people reach you at? And also buy your record? Mm-hmm. Well, it, literally, if you go on Instagram at Talented Jewels, that's T A L E N T E D J E W E L S, you will find everything that you need. Because through there, you'll get a link to my website, and all your, ans- all your questions will be answered. Anything you want to find, it's it's convenient. Just one click and everything is there. Yeah. Well, I'm bugging. People are not buying records. Um, artists are making money off of streaming, just oh, checking sure. out. Yeah, subscription. I forgot. But, but let me tell you, the checks are still nice. I'll tell you that much. I'm, I'm making a good amount of money. The most I've ever made in my life, I'll say that humbly. You know, there's always room for more and improvement, and I just, reinvest that but you can make a lot of money with streams man you just need a solid team they need to know how to brand you and you need to know how to brand yourself and consistency is key if you want this you can get it you just you gotta work hard definitely definitely well thank you my sister once again um let's stay in touch yeah absolutely you guys you know you have a good night man and i can't wait to hear what we sound like definitely definitely (laughs) all right (laughs) Yeah, I'm also having a video shoot next month, so, you know, keep in touch. I know you're local. I'll send you the invite, but all the information is going to be dope. Oh, definitely. I'm a, I'll, I'll, I'll probably come through. That sounds lit. I'll send you all the details via DM. Okay, peace. Yeah. Have a good night, man. You too. Yeah, that was my sister, R&B Sensation, Jules, representing. Check her out. Follow her. Check out her music. She got some real good music. Anyway, anyway, anybody that liked this episode of the Grind This Mixtape Show, hit me up. Grind Ethics Media at um Grind This Media at Instagram, Grind Ethics Mixtape Show at Instagram. Also hit me up, follow me, follow me Grind Ethics Mixtape Show on YouTube. Subscribe to me, I subscribe to you back. And if you're an artist or a business or an entrepreneur or a business owner. Not only I'll subscribe to you back, but I'll promote you three days, three days on my Instagram or one of my Instagrams. And if you like, and if you definitely like this show, hey, if you want, I'd be very grateful if, if anyone could bless me with a donation. My link is Grind Ethics Cash App. Grind Ethics Cash App. 
Alright? And I'm out, peoples. And remember, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's all about the motherfucking grind. Basically.